Well, greetings, 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 and good morning to Ayers Christian Center Church, as well as all of you people in TV land. We're excited that you have joined us today. We're expecting God to move mightily in this place. So get ready to open your ears and receive what God has to say to you today. We're excited for if you need healing, it's here. It's right there where you're at, in your living room, in your dining room, wherever you're at, in your bedroom, in the hospital rooms, all across this world, healing is for you. If you need deliverance in any kind of way, whether it's drug or alcohol or any type of addiction, Jesus is the key. Jesus is the name. Jesus is the one that can save, heal, and, and resurrect. So we're thankful that you have tuned in for Ayers Christian, to Ayers Christian Center Church, and we're excited for what God is going to do this morning. So we're going to lift him up in uh, prayer first, or lift uh, a prayer up right now. And, um, and then after that, we'll go right into praise and worship. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank and praise you that the Jesus we serve is higher than any name right now, higher than coronavirus, higher than diabetes, higher than any type of illnesses, higher than depression. And we're just grateful right now to lift up the name of Jesus right now, all over this building, all over where you're at right now. If you, are, if you would just raise your hands and submit in, in honor and reverence to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he's there right where you're at. And so, Father, we're asking that every ear be open to hear and every heart open to receive the word of God that will go forth today. Lord, we lift you up and magnify you. We thank you that your word is true, your word is pure, your word is uh, just uh, healing to our souls, Lord God, is healing to our body in the name of Jesus, Father. And we're just thankful right now now that you will do what only you can do and that is to heal save resurrect and 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 just help us to be in peace so thank you lord for what you're going to do this day in jesus mighty name we thank you and we praise you amen if you agree with that prayer say amen glory to god hallelujah hallelujah we lift you up and magnify your holy name god hallelujah jesus you are our savior you are our deliverer you are everything to us, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless your hope.
Thanks, Pastor Mel, for creating a wonderful atmosphere for God. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, just uh, welcome to uh, Ayers Christian Center Church, those that are looking online uh, to our service today. Uh, we have a, a message for you guys, um, a rendezvous with yourself. The interesting thing about this is this is, this is uh, something that I've been actually studying out for years because uh, probably for over maybe 15 years or so um, for a, uh, a book that I had been working on. And I had a counseling session this week and the Lord uh, just placed it on my heart to share this information. So hopefully it, 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 it blesses you. I do have some information at the end in reference to uh, stay at home, churches open, this, that, and the other. And we'll share here towards the end if you keep yourself tuned in for that. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get into this word right now. Uh, Father God, I decrease that you may increase. I thank and praise you, uh, uh, Lord, that it's all of you and none of me. Again, your signs and wonders work passionately with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's uh, go to Genesis chapter 1. Let's open up here with Genesis chapter 1. Again, we're talking about a rendezvous with yourself. Genesis chapter 1. And verse 26. And it, and it reads here, it says, And God said, Let us, I guess I should have gave you a time to get to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, And God, <laughs> yeah, and God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, creating, created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So that's God's original design. He made man in his image and after his likeness. Let's go over to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Verse 14 is what we're going to highlight. Some of these are familiar scriptures, but it'll really, really, really bless you. Um, Psalm 139 and we have verse 14 alright so uh, it reads here it says I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are thy works and, and that my soul knoweth right knoweth right well. So, so here you see God made us in his image after his likeness, but in his processor, in his, uh, in his design tank, there was uh, a couple of specific tools he used. One was fearfully and one was wonderfully. So fearfully is, uh, it's a, it's a specific specifications where I have to make sure there's no one like Lamar. There's no one like Melanie. 
There's no one like Marcus. And there's some of us, uh, me and my wife talk a lot. Uh, a lot of times she sounds exactly like her sister, you know, uh, Nikki. Like she's talking. She sounds like her sister, but there's, they're still unique in their design. Down to they have different fingerprints. We all have different finger, f- fingerprints. Why? God fearfully made sure we were so unique we could only compare ourselves with his design. If we try to compare ourselves with someone else, we'll fall short. That's why we, even though we're comfortable when we conform to what everybody else is doing or what the world says, we're not at peace. You know, anytime you're dealing with depression or anytime you're frustrated or craziness in your life, everything God has purposed for your life has been designed to harmonize with your original design. Not the compromised version, not the conformed version, right? All right, so, so, and then he filled it, it says fearfully and wonderful. God filled us with wonders. And this is the devil's job. The devil's job is to get us to conform, to get us to compromise from our design so we don't operate in a wonderful life. We operate in a frustrating life. Like, we'll get to a point where we're uh, used to craziness. Like, we're like, like, well, you know, everybody deals with craziness. We don't have to, which we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. All right, so let's go. So we, we know God created in his image and after his likeness. And then we also know that he fearfully and wonderfully made us, right? All right, so let's go back to Genesis and we'll go with the beginning. We'll go with the beginning and we'll, we'll figure out why God did things the way he did. So, of course, we know Genesis 1, the first verse in the Bible. You know, we always talk about law first mentioned, but the first verse in the Bible, Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, we've already talked about uh, uh, how you know, through the heaven and earth teaching, you know, these are scriptures we used around here a long time ago, how that word and is a conjunction. So God originally created heaven and earth to to harmonize, to operate together. And we know this because if we go to Genesis 2, chapter 1, Genesis 2, chapter 1, it reads this. It says, thus the heavens and conjunction, the earth were finished and all the host of them, that's That's all those that will occupy both heaven and earth, right? All right, so so there's a heaven and earth harmony that God has designed. And, 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 And I'll explain this to you. When heaven and earth harmonizes, it facilitates supernatural clarity. When we're in harmony with heaven, we have a supernatural clarity. We see totally different than everyone else. If we only conform to this world, there's a level of natural sight we have, but we lose a clarity to reality. You know, the Bible says uh, Jacob was out there praying in Bethel, and it said he saw the angels ascending and descending from heaven. But the angels didn't show up ascending and and, and descending. He actually got a peek beyond the veil of earth into the heaven realm to see what was taking place around him all the time. So what happens is when he set that altar that day and decided I'm committing to God, I'm a vow to God, he started to get in harmony with heaven and he started to see clearer, okay? He started to, to gain more clarity. Now, why is this important? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3. I know we have a lot of scriptures. 
2 Corinthians 3. And of course, all this will be on the, the audio, and of course, it's, it, it'll be archived on video. All right, 2 Corinthians 3, we're going to start here at verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. It says, but we all, that will be all of us, with open face, right? We all... With open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Right? It says, look, it says, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So 2 Corinthians 3.18. So it says, we're beholding with open face, like looking in a mirror. Right? Like looking in the mirror. Second Corinthians 3.18. Like looking in the mirror. It says we're changed into his, into his image from glory to glory. Right? It's changed into his image from glory to glory. Right? Right. So, so... Again, once we harmonize to, 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 to heaven, we have a clear picture. We have a clear picture of, of how, a clear picture of our design and who we are. See, so that's how everything started even in the garden. The adversary got Eve to question uh, the reality of who she was. So he got her, he says, well, you know, if, uh, God just don't want you to be like him. And he says, well, if you eat of this tree, it'll make you wise. You know, she saw that the tree was good for, good for food to make one wise. Basically, she got tempted by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, right? So, he, so, so again, she got, she got, she got so, uh, how can I put it? She got so, um, uh, how can I put it? Tempted, as we talked about in the last service, she got tempted to be, uh, excuse me for one second. I got to stay focused with activity. All right, so she got tempted to, how can I put it? To second guess her design. That was the whole process. Got tempted to be second guess, to be second guess with her design. Right? So when the adversary said, Eve, you, you, you're not enough. You don't have enough. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's, there's more that you need. Right? So what God gave you is not enough. She started to question her design's credibility. She started to, dis, to question her design's credibility. Right? Soon, soon as he starts saying, well, you, you don't have enough. God didn't give you all that you need. You need more. Right. So from that point, we've been operating in an improper image of self ever since. From that point, we've been operating in an improper image of self. See, once he pulled 
Adam and Eve out of harmony with God, they begin to lose sight of their true image. Once he pulled them out of harmony with God, they started to lose sight of their true image. Let's go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. I'll give, give you all time to, to get there. And we're going to start here at verse 19. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Let it play itself out the way it's supposed to. All right, so verse 19. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brother, let every man be swift to hear, and slow to speak, and slow to wrath. It says, For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Verse 20. Verse 21. It says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity, superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Verse 22. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Look, look, this is the key here. Deceiving your own selves. It says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So we see right there you can deceive yourself, right? Verse 23. It says, if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding himself. If I could, uh, if, uh, if we can keep everything planned, but if I can have my prop brought back to the location that I had it in, that would be great. Um, so I could utilize that. All right, so uh, <laughs> sometimes we, we be doing too much around here. <laughs> All right, so that says, uh, it says, for if, if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. And straightway, you can put that right here, sir. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was, right? It says, all right, so here you have, so I have a mirror, and the scripture says the person that's not just to hear the word, but a doer of the word, right? The person that's actually doing the word. So there's a lot of us hear the word, but a person that's actually doing the word, as soon as we start doing the word, as soon as we line up with the word, it's as though the word bring of light, gives understand to the simple. The word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Shows us where, where, where we truly are and where we're going. As soon as we line up with that word, okay, we see ourselves clearly. Like, I see you, are, or, you know, you ever been in the counseling session and you was kind of out of it or clouded or lost or frustrated. Uh, some of y'all thinking about a couple of counsel sessions. All right. And then you get into the counsel session, you go, oh my God, I've been tripping. I'm a trip. Or, oh my God, that's where I've been off. Let me fix my tie. <laughs> you know, that's where I've been off, right? You see that. But the scripture says, when I see this, this is what I want to harmonize with. 
But it says the person that doesn't do the word doesn't harmonize with what they see, right? Because see, this picture is you seeing God's reflection of you through this word, God's reflection. But if you start to go his way, the scripture says the person sees themselves. So you're in a counseling session, what? You see yourself, but instead of you going in line with what you see, you go another direction. You go, you conform to the world. You conform to pressure. You comply to tradition. You comply to religion. You get caught up in your intellect. You get caught up in your experience, but not in line with God's word. It says that man forgets what manner of man he was. He forgets, like, like, and I've seen this, like, you, you, you sit, you come before the word in church, and you go, I see it now. And then you leave church and you do opposite of what you saw. You sit before Pastor Melanie, you be like, I see it now. So while I'm doing this, let me just make sure. <laughs> you know, you, you say, I see it now, right? And then you, you, you do opposite of the information you got. You, you play off of your old man's habit as opposed to the new man insight and revelation that you got uh, being ministered by Pastor Mel or, or one of the ministers, Minister Lamar or somebody else, right? It says you forget what man or man you were. So you actually got a, a glimpse of who you really are. See, the, the world wants you to conform, not transform. And because they want you to lose sight of who you are because if they can get you out of harmony with God, right? you lose sight and then that's when you start to carry the weight of the world. You try to fly with other people's wings. You try to wear other people's designs and, and purposes or other people's uh, uh, sexual preferences and things like that. Like you could be, the more they feed you, the more you go, I guess I gotta be, I'm supposed to be like that. Well, they said it's okay. You could be in compromise. The world could tell you it's okay. You'd be like, well, they said it's okay. And I'm just gonna go with what they say because then now I don't have to to, uh, to, to walk by faith and not by sight. I don't have to believe God's word. I can close his word and just live off of cliches, <laughs> right? I can live off of, of, of hymns or I can li live off of statements that sound religious and sound godly, but ain't got nothing to do with his word, right? You, see, that doesn't feed your design. It does feed your compromise though, okay? All right, so just keep that in mind. Uh, see, see what, what, what the adversary was trying to, to, to do with Adam and Eve and what he's been trying to do with us, he tried to use them against themselves. See, by getting them to lean to their own understanding and sever their dependence on God's daily bread. God's daily bread is feeding us who we are. Give us this day our daily bread. Every day that we take time for his word and time to listen to God, what God says, not what we, not, not religious cliches, but what God actually says, we start to get changed into his image day by day. So if, if the adversary gets you off of time in his word, off of time in his presence, time in his house, time to hear from him, you start to lose sight of who you are, right? That's the whole goal. And you start to lean to your own understanding, lean to the See, remember, Satan got kicked out of heaven because he started saying, I will make myself like the most high. Basically, he was saying, I don't need you, God. He, as soon as he said I, he severed himself from the source of his existence. 
source of his existence was God. The source of our existence is God. I mean, we talked about this a thousand times here. You take a, a fish out of water, after a while, what happens? It dies. You take a tree out of the ground, after a while, what happens? It dies. Take man out of God, after a while, what happens? He dies, right? So we have to stay connected to that source. So, so. All right, so Proverbs 3. Let's go to Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. Just, just to give you the scriptures of what I just finished discussing with you. Proverbs 3. And we'll start here at verse 5. So, so, so he's trying to take us out of harmony, God, to lean to our understanding. But look at what the scripture says in Proverbs 3, verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, right? All your heart. Now, we already talked about heart seeds a few weeks ago. It says, lean not to thine own understanding. Look, in all thy ways, not some of them, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Keep us in harmony with his picture for our lives, right? Keep us in harmony with picture for our lives. Let's look at, um, and, 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 and the reason why you don't want to lean to your own understanding is because when you start leaning to your own understanding, that means you, we read it in James chapter one, right? You can deceive yourself, right? And then let's go to Second Timothy. What happens after you deceive yourself? Second Timothy two, we're gonna start at verse 24. 2 Timothy 2. All right, so verse 24 reads this. It says, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient, right? Apt to teach and patient, right? It says, look, in meekness, instructing those, look, that oppose themselves. It says instructing those that what? Oppose themselves. So, 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 so you don't want to lean to your own understanding because you can end up deceiving yourself and the next step from deceiving yourself, you can end up opposing yourselves. It says, if God, uh, it says peradventure, but perhaps will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, right? Verse 26, that they may look, recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will, not their will, at his will. So here you have Proverbs 3, 5, you can lean to your own understanding. James chapter 1, you can actually end up deceiving yourself, right? 2 Timothy 2, then you can end up opposing yourself and have to be uh, uh, taught how to recover yourself from the snare of the devil. Right, so you say, can I really oppose myself? Let's go to Luke 15. Luke chapter 15. Again, we like to always confirm every thought with the word so it's not Pastor Keith's personal opinion or 
Jimmy's personal opinion or a cliche or uh, some type of positive affirmation that has a little bit of truth, but a little bit, a little bit, look, a little bit of spirit, but a little bit of world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times you, man, that sounds good. Just because it sounds good don't mean that it is truth, right? And so that's why we like to confirm everything with the word. So Luke 15, and of course, this is the story of the prodigal son. Uh, we won't get into the whole story, but we'll get into, uh, we'll start here at verse 17. Well, I'll give you the backdrop. Prodigal son, of course, got, wanted all his inheritance ahead of time. He went to a far country, basically, uh, he just, he, he just uh, spend it all and riot his living. So he got a job. He was like, yo, now he's, he's an heir. He was an heir, but instead of being under tutors and governors to a point in time, he wanted his inheritance now. He said, give me my portion now. So the father gave him his portion, gave him a portion. Then he goes out, spends it all in a far country. Does this sound familiar? Out partying, out away from God. And got to a point where he was so, felt so bad, he said, uh, I'm just get a job. So he gets a job working at a farm and they had him working with the pigs. So he was so hungry because he had wasted, wasted everything. He was willing to eat the pig slop, right? <laughs> uh, verse 16 says, and he would, he would have fain have filled his belly with the husk of the swine did eat and no man gave it unto him. So he, he wanted to eat with the pigs. Like the pigs was getting a meal. He's like, man, I, could I get a couple of those uh, things you're giving to the pigs? They're like, nah, man. We got to fatten up the pigs. <laughs> right? They didn't even give him that. So look, verse 17. That's what we highlight. And it says, when he came to himself. So you remember? So, so we, we read how you can oppose yourself. The prodigal son had to come to himself. Look, 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 look. The message is a rendezvous with yourself. When he came to himself. Right? <laughs> right? He actually saw a clear picture of the reality of his situation. It says, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger? He says, I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. Look, look. Disconnected himself from heaven. Disconnected himself from, from, from harmonizing with God's picture for his life. Right? Remember he said, when you harmonize with heaven, you see clearly. But he realized, I sinned. I've separated myself from God's picture for my life. He says, so he says, I'm going to go back and, and ask to be a, a, a servant. So here you have an heir decided to abort preparation, goes out and ends up less than a servant, was willing to come back as a servant. And you know the story, his father received him as a son. He received the Matthew threw a party for him because he realized he, he left uh, taking everything for granted. He came back with appreciation. He came to himself. He came to himself. And that's the thing God is trying to get us to come to ourselves. You know, I, uh, I read this quote. Uh, it's actually in the movie Narnia, which is a, uh, which is a, a, a movie based on a book by C.S. Lewis. Uh, and the quote said, don't doubt your value and drown from who you are. Don't doubt your value and drown from who you are. You know, well, we don't realize like 
there's, for us to even come in, to manifest in this earth realm, millions of eggs are racing to the same, uh, uh, well, millions of sperm is racing to the same egg. And, but only one can fertilize. When the one fertilizes, all the rest die. So, there was a one in a million shot. <laughs> one in millions, we said 10 million. One in 10 million shot of us even being here. <laughs> right? So, so we already started out winners. We already started out. But, but, but we were uniquely designed to win among 10 millions of, of, of others trying to, uh, by force, gain access to connect, harmonize with the egg that was supposed to facilitate us being birthed here. Right? The king of heaven suffers violence, violence taketh by force. See, that one, that one sperm got out of head. And so, why would we, uh, uh, Miles Moreau said that, why be born an original and die a copy? He said, you look in the grave, there's so many people in the grave that have never lived the life they were designed to live. Copies, conformists, right? He said, now look at it from this angle. Why uh, despise that sperm's effort to win among 10 million only for you to try to conform to millions? Like why? Why, why wouldn't you value uh, what it took for you to be here? Honor that by doing every, taking everything in your power to be what you were uniquely designed to be. To, to, to be the fearfully and wonderfully made you. Now, yeah, that takes effort. That takes challenge. Uh, that takes being uncomfortable, right? Look, that takes patience, right? Takes patience to let it all evolve. Because you, you, see, what, is, what has cost us? What has cost us to get out ahead of our design? being tempted by other people's, uh, what other people are doing. Like, like, like you may see somebody doing something that's in you to do, but it might not be your time to do it. It's their birthday, not yours. You, know, you could be young and younger than your, your sibling. Your sibling can be three or four years out ahead of you, five years out ahead of you. Uh, I know my, you know, I have a lot of sisters on have one brother, it's five years out ahead of me. There's things that my brother, you know, my brother went to college. I could be like, man, I really feel in me, man, that, that I want to go to college. Guess what? I'm not going to college just because my brother's in college. I'm not old enough. It's not my birthday. There's things my brother got to drive before I did. Remember, you know, uh, I, this is a while before I got my license. Wouldn't nobody take me to do the, the driver's test, right? But, but the reality is I couldn't drive when he drove. See, that's, that's just it. Like, there's certain things earmarked for our time. To everything, there's a season, there's a time for every purpose, right? But it, so, so it's, it takes patience. We can't allow ourselves. Like, guess what? You're going to get a lot of flack for trying to be your design. People are not going to understand. It's not going to make sense. Hey, hey, people, you know, especially coming up in high school and stuff like that, it's a shame how we reduce our whole life to our experiences and in elementary and high school. Some of us are still playing off of what's happened in elementary and high school. 
You know, well, they said I was this, and they said I was that. Like, some of them had some bad experiences with relationships, boyfriends and girlfriends. So we took that, and we decided to compromise who we are because we felt that we wasn't valuable enough the way God designed us. So we decided to change something. I was, I was uh, uh, kind of overheard that ladies did a uh, on girl talk this Thursday. They did makeup. And so what they did was they took every stage of makeup and lined it up with the word. And, you know, so, uh, well, I, you know, I was kind of walking by, so I heard, I only heard two things. One of them I already knew because my wife gave me some inside information that was foundation, but I think they talked about moisturizer, <laughs> right? But the interesting thing is, like, they, they, they were talking about the different things you do. Then I, I did hear this. Like, they were, uh, they were just talking about how, a lot of, they were talking about females, but this is everybody. People kind of second guess certain things about them. You know, they may not like their ears, or their forehead, may not like their hair texture. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I didn't like my lips, you know. I'm good with them now. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so it's like you, you got different things. But here, God fearfully and wonderfully made sure he customized you for that particular design. So people work hard to change things change their skin color, change their features, right? Almost as if the, the, the uh, omnipotent, um, omnipresent, omniscient God forgot something. So it's almost like the same thing in the garden. The world is saying, uh, uh, what God gave you is not enough. We'll oh, oh, God forgot something. God meant to do this. The world is telling you what God did. As opposed to you saying, listen, if God made me this way, exactly this way, I'm going to do my best to be the best this way I can be. No, we just, we, we decide to now to per pervert. I'm going to use the word pervert because that's what it's called. Pervert, twist, change God's original design. So fine, you can change God's original design any way you want. You can have surgeries, all types of things. Guess what? Don't expect heaven to harmonize what you decided to do in the world. You linked to your own understanding and thought that your understanding of how you process things or how what everybody else told you was greater than God's fearfully and wonderfully infinite wisdom design. And then you wasn't patient enough to see why he designed you that specific way. And so in your impatience, you decide, well, this is taking too long to see the value of this particular vessel and this design. So what I'm going to do is take a piece of this, take a piece of this. I'm going to take on the world's way because I don't believe God's way. And that's, hey, you have that choice. Scripture says all things are lawful, just not expedient. All things are lawful, but I won't let anything have any power over me. So you can do that, but don't expect the peace that comes from harmonizing with God. Don't expect the blessings and favor that harmonize with God. That's not me communicating any level of punishment. Think about it. What you're saying is harmonizing with God is not enough, so I'm going to become my own God and create my own design. Well, the thing about God is everything that he created, he supports, endorses, and blesses. 
So that means what you're saying is when I create something different from what God did, I'm going to support, endorse, and bless myself. So, and that's fine. Don't get mad at God when you didn't trust his design. You see what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I'm not, hey, hey, I, you have choice. I'm not taking your choice away. What, what I'm challenging you, challenging you on is expecting from God making your own choice that's not in harmony with God's design. Right? Does that make sense? I know that's somewhat challenging, but it's the truth. I see, so our, our, our genuineness is our place of clear vision. Our genuineness is our place of clear vision. It's our, authentic, our authenticity that gives us sight and our compromise impairs our vision. Our authenticity, our authenticity is what gives us clear sight. Our compromise impairs our vision. So the more we compromise, the more we conform, the more we uh, uh, get caught up and keeping up in the world, we start to lose true clear vision. Not because we're trying to be evil, it's because the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge, right? But it also says without vision, what? People perish or they cast off restraints. What that means is their restraints keeps us in harmony, Matthew 7, 13, keeps us in harmony with God. Remove the restraints, we're all over the place. We can be pulled. See, restraints keeps me locked into God's picture and I'm... Uh, I'm drawing nigh unto him as he's drawing nigh unto me. I'm apprehending that which is apprehending me. You see what I'm saying? But, but remove the restraints, I can lose sight of my design and what God's purpose for my life. And once I start losing sight, I'm all over the place, but I'm still expecting from what God said he would do. But I'm not in line with that. I've cast off restraint. Like, like, I've lost vision of what I'm supposed to do. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13. And, and again, for the sake of time and because they won't be able to display these next two scriptures, I'm going to give them to you ahead of time. Um, that way you could, uh, you know, you could maybe uh, mark it somewhere or fold it in your Bible somewhere. So that's, uh, so that's um, Mark 8, 24 and Numbers 13, 33. Mark 8, 24 and Numbers 13, 33. So those guys don't have they don't have that to display for you, but you get a chance to look those up ahead of time, okay? You get a chance to look those up ahead of time. But let's go to 1 Corinthians 13, 12. And, and again, you know, we have different scriptures that we go through and we discuss. And, you know, this is, um, how, could I, how could I put it? This is, uh, this is, uh, just another way of, 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 of getting clear, if that makes sense. Another way of getting clear. So, so look, 
and, and this is what I, I, I want us to realize. How to, if we can, yeah, if we could, um, like, how do people try to communicate, communicate clarity from a position of cloudiness? How do people try to communicate clarity from a position of, well, uh, I won't say cloudiness, I'll say cloudedness. So this is what I'm saying. Like we're, we're, we're talking to each other, we're communicating to each other. Um, we're, like, like you ever have been in a conversation with someone and they're, they're, they're talking. Right, and they're and they're they're debating, they're fighting, they're you know, and they're they're trying to communicate to you like you need to get yourself together, but they're clouded. And what I'm saying is, if we're not if we're casting off restraint, we're not harmonizing with God's word. How do how are we confident in what we're communicating? We're only confident we're communicating because, as the scripture says in Proverbs 18:2, we we like hearing ourselves talk or we figured out a way to justify our position, right? So, so, so the reality is how do we communicate clarity from a position of cloudedness? And I'll explain here in 1 Corinthians 13, 12. It says, for now we see through a glass darkly. It says, but then face to face. So now we see, so it's like we're looking in this glass, it coming, it's like coming out of a shower and I, you know, I need to clear, clean the mirror so I can really see. So it's out there. It says, now we're looking through a glass darkly. So it's fog. It says, but then face to face, right? It says, now I know in part, but then I'll know even as I'm known by God, right? And so the reality is because we've been born in sin, in this world of sin and uh, there's shaping in this, this world of iniquity, we come in clouded. We're just, uh, we're just not, the, we, a lot of times we don't embrace the humility that we're clouded, but we come in clouded. You know, that, that's the whole reality. We come in clouded um, and we have to let the interest of the word bring light to give us understanding, gives understanding to the simple. We have to let this word be a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. Uh, we have to be clean through, cleansed from that darkness through this word. That's what it says in John 15, 3, right? So, so, so again, now our communication is from a point of clarity. And, and I'll tell you, even, I was having this conversation. We were talking, talking about some things Guy talked. Uh, uh, Ty did on, uh, uh, the, uh, I think, the vision, the dream, or dream, the vision. But, but we really don't. We underestimate the effect of having a word deficiency and how it's affecting who we are. It's affecting our peace. It's affecting our communication because there's a, there, we still operate in the same confidence as if we're seen clearly. And then we don't, a lot of times we don't embrace the humility that I'm a little off because I, I haven't really been eating my daily bread. I'm a little off, so I can't trust what I'm saying. But then, but then we're trying to protect against someone holding us accountable to that. So it's like, well, I don't want to say and I'm a little off because then a the person may hold me accountable. All oh, that's not humility. And it's stopping us from being the best that we could be, right? And I see, see, 
this is the thing. You have, this was saying you see in part. Do you know if you live too long in cloudedness, you go blind? If, see, it was, it's supposed to be temporary. Uh, so so, so I'm, I'm farsighted in this eye. Nearsighted, farsighted. Put it this way, close my eye like this, it's all a blur in this room. Well, you know, I tell the story of when they try to put the lens in at the eye doctor for me to see out of this eye, the pain was so excruciating I jumped out of the machine. Well, why did I jump out of the machine? I jumped out of the machine because it was painful to see out of this eye. You know why? Because I hadn't been using it. So I, so I was supposed to wear a patch over my eye when I was a kid to stimulate sight. I was supposed to use this eye to stimulate sight. But since I didn't do that, I, I, I stayed seeing in part for so long, everything is a blur in my life on this side. Like I see perfect out of this eye. So I see, I got perfect peripheral vision, perfect eyesight out of one eye, right? Well, this is the thing. If we stay in, in, in cloudedness too long, we go blind. And the thing about uh, being blind, the person that's blind has lost complete sight of themselves. The person that's blind have, have, has have lost complete sight of themselves and the reality of those around them. What I mean by the reality of those around them, when a person has gone blind, the fake is seen as real. The real is seen as fake. When a person in life has gone blind, the fake is looked at as real. You see people that you like, why are they, you know, you, the person in a relationship, they're like, oh, but I love them. You be like, can't you see that person's playing you? Or you see people get into business and different things like that or follow different um, uh, supposed uh, false prophets or what have you. And, and you say, so for them, the fake is real. And they'll fight for that fake. But when they get around something real, they call it fake. Th that person has gone blind. See, the scripture described it as um, uh, seeing men as giants and ourselves as grasshoppers. <laughs> right? <laughs> seeing men as giants. Uh, I just want to read these two scriptures to you. I told you uh, this was an audible uh, that the Lord gave me early this morning, so we, we, we don't have those displayed for you. But Mark 8, verse 24. It's amazing, man. Rendezvous with yourself. Mm. Well, I'm, uh, we're going to highlight 24, but I'm going to start at verse 22. It says, and he cometh to Bethesda, and they, they, they bring him a blind man unto him. They bring a blind man unto him and, uh, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw art. He said, well, can you see now? He said, and after he put his hands, uh, he, oh, say, and he, uh, verse 24, and he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. So he, he, didn't, he didn't see a clear picture yet. And after he had put his hands again upon his eyes, he made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly, Right? And he sent them away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell 
it to any in the town. So you see he had an improper image. He didn't have a clear view of even the people around him. Uh, Numbers 13. Let's look at that real quick. This parallels to that passage. See, the scripture talks about us being fitly joined together in this body God has created. God set the members in the body as it pleases him. But God set the members, he gave them a fearfully and wonderfully made design so we harmonize when we're all our true authentic self. We can't harmonize with compromise. You can't harmonize with compromise. So if you think of you see a bunch of people and everybody's fronting, it's, it's just chaos and craziness in that environment because everybody's fronting. No one's being genuine. Get into an environment where people are, are okay with being who they are, it's a powerful environment and they harmonize better together because everybody's being them genuine self. Like, like it's not about, like me and my wife, we are a perfect complement, but, but we have unique designs. I, y'all probably have figured that out by now. But our unique designs c- complement one another. But if, my, if uh, when we first got together, my wife always gives the testimony. Um, she was trying to make a little Keith and I was making a little Melanie. Well, we would have never harmonized because she was designed to be Melanie and I was designed to be Keith. During that time of me trying to get her to be all just like me and her trying to get me to be just like her, we argue more. Ain't that right, babe? She's shaking her head and she said, amen. Right? So, but when we decided to give each other permission to be ourselves, well, not permission because... God is the one that gives us permission. But when we decided to take our hands off of trying to control that person's design, we flow better together. We were the best of friends 28 years later, going on uh, 29 years of even knowing each other. And so that's the thing. See, see, that's why when people first come to the kingdom, the newly committed have to be patient as they fight to see. When people are newly committed to the kingdom, they're starting to see a little bit glimpses of stuff. And sometimes people rush into position or, or, or fight to, because they start to see. The first thing you see when you newly committed to Christ is uh, what you haven't been doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so then there's an urgency because you, you, uh, pride won't let you embrace either you're behind or you're missing something. So you try to rush into the position that you see you should have been in the whole time. No, you, you got to go through, you got to allow it to, to work out the process, right? Um, and then, uh, then you're in a position where not only you see clearly, so now you're in a position to cast vision. And the more that we communicate clear vision of whatever's in us, the more we all move in, in lockstep with God. So, but, but if you try to cast vision and you're newly committed to the kingdom, is, uh, I was sharing this with a young man this week, it's almost like a first-time home buyer. You're a first-time vision, vision expresser, right? You know, like first-time home buyer, buyers haven't been credit worthy, <laughs> right? So when you first start casting vision, when I first started casting vision to the house, I wasn't credit worthy. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had no faith victories under my belt or nothing. So, so my wife and my son was looking at me like, dude, this all sounds wonderful. Wonderful fairy tale you told us, right? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we have to, so I hadn't been uh, credit worthy to, uh, in terms of expressing vision, but I had to be patient enough to embrace the uncomfortable, to be willing to look bad. I looked back, you know, some vision wasn't as clear 
uh, all the time. So pieces of it manifest. So each year, as we got closer and closer, it became clearer and clearer. But each year, more vision manifested, and and, and it was more accurate. But you ain't gonna go from uh, cloudedness to accurate vision in one day. You know, you got to be patient as, and fight to see, you know. It takes discipline to see ourselves and to see what God has purposed for our lives clearly. It takes vulnerability to express the seemingly impossible from a place of either new credit or a place of being in debt to the genuine you. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, so you have new credibility when you first come to the kingdom. You're starting to see stuff, right? But it takes vulnerability to start expressing that because you, it's uncertain, it's different. People haven't heard that. And you, you, you starting out uh, actually communicating from, from a place where you've been in debt to the genuine you, <laughs> right? So, so, so you, you, you're paying back those debts. You know, when we first you know, started changing our credit around, we was, we was in debt. You know what I'm saying? We had to take time to, to, to get out of debt, right? Does that make sense? Right. So we must embrace in this process of as, you know, as we go through this process of being a rendezvous with ourselves, we're going to have to embrace, the, to embrace some of the initial ugly, you know, you know, and that's you're going to have to vulnerably express who we are and what God is now revealing to us. And, and after a while, it's going to be, Initially, it's going to be ugly because you're going to be questioned. You know, you've, you've developed a, a reputation. Like even like if you start to go and try to purchase stuff and you had a bad credit history, people start looking at you like, you, you're joking, right? Even though you may have reset your life and you're paying your bills. No, you still got a bad history, right? So you're going to have to deal with the ugly, you know. And this is... This is uh, this is a part of this process when you first start out and you start to see clearly as you're going to start to discover through this teaching, you know, how we, how we're going to, we, see, see so, so this is good. So, so initially you start to see, oh my God, that's who I am and that's where we're supposed to be going. And so now that I'm, I'm going to communicate this out of the presence of God and harmony with God and initially uh, it's going to take vulnerability because I'm going to be, my credit's been so bad, I'm going to be tempted to, I see this, I'm going to keep this to myself, you know, until something manifests. No, I have to express this, deal with the uncomfortability of, man, please. Oh, so you, you, what, you, you hear from God now? <laughs> you know, like, really? Oh, so you, you're an authority? I should take your advice? You know, you're going to have to just, uh, Stay in harmony with God by doing and saying what he says. No matter how it looks, just do and say what God says. Because the devil's been working to try to divide us from God. So we'll continue to lose sight of ourselves. He's been trying to divide us from God so we lose sight of ourselves. That's been the whole, that's what temptation is for. That's what trying to get us into sin, get us into compromise. Hey, get us hurt. Because anything that can keep us from, from getting our daily bread, uh, looking into that mirror and being changed into his image day by day, anything that he can do to, to do that. And so when you're in this process, like, like stay, stay locked in to this picture. Like, stay locked in to this picture. Stay locked in. 
and be changed in his image day by day. And don't rush out of his presence. Whatever you do, don't rush out of his presence. And uh, I was sharing this with a young man this week. Don't live in the flicker. Don't live in the flicker. And so what the flicker is, I get a glimpse and then I go back in the darkness. I get a glimpse and I go back in the darkness. Normally that's because I'm, I'm inconsistent in staying face to face with God, getting my daily bread. And so, so, you know, I go through these highs and lows, you know, I go through these, so I get a flicker and I'm in, I'm in harmony with God, right? Then I go on a compromise, I'm out of harmony. Then I get a flicker, I'm in harmony with God, then I compromise, I'm out of harmony. We can't live in the flicker. See, because living in the flicker is almost like coming out of a coma. You know, you know, a lot of times we've been comatose in blindness. And so like coming out of a coma, when you first are coming out of a coma, you're woke, but you're not cognitive. In some cases, your memory hasn't kicked in. Certain motor functions. Look, your vision is blurred. So you have to be patient until you get total clarity, right? You have to be patient to get cold, uh, uh, total clarity. Uh, one of the guys yesterday was sharing how they administered to a gentleman um, who was kind of frustrated uh, because uh, they were having arguments since you've been at home. You know, more people are at home. So some people has been good. Some people has been, oh, my God, it's frustrating. And the person was saying how, how there wasn't no arguments before to stay at home, right? And so, so, so what the, the Holy Spirit shared with him yesterday was the reason why there's arguments because there's no vision at home. And they were, and, and, and the reason why there was no arguments before is because each person was feeding off of the crumbs of the world. They was feeding off of the crumbs of the world. But eating the crumbs of the world can never quench uh, the thirst that you have for God's vision and God's original design. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so even though uh, the thing about the crumbs of the world is you'll feel good in the moment, but you still can't see afar off, as it says in First Peter. You still can't see afar off, right? And so, um, as we go through this, because this is just giving you a foundation, we ain't really got into the meat. You know, this is just a foundation. But as we get into this rendezvous with yourself, um, uh, um, you know, um, finding you in the midst of them. Finding you in the midst of them. Uh, this teaching will introduce you to someone you've longed to meet your whole life. Um, this person is powerful, purposeful, dynamic, confident, uh, loving, patient, and brilliant. If you haven't figured it out yet, the person I'm talking about is you, right? And the you you've lost and the you you've never found, right? So hopefully through this teaching, you'll remember the individual that laughed, loved, dreamed, dared, leaped, and created. Um, the person before peer pressure, compromise, and cover. The person before peer pressure, compromise, and cover. The transparent, vulnerable child who just wanted to have fun changing the world. The one who loved winning, problem solving, and passing tests. Um, you know, I know for myself as I was reading through this, I, 
you know, I, I look at my life and I, I, I too, I was one of those people who got lost in them and, and um, lost in day and lost in everybody. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, just, I went through that in my life. Um, you know, I remember I got to a point where I forgot what liberty felt like. Um, God designed us to empty out as he pours in, to walk in liberty that he's provided for us. So, uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to take this journey um, that you'll never forget, journey of a lifetime. At the end of this climb, we'll all discover God's design for, for our life. We're going to discover the adversary's deception. Um, how sometimes we've been our biggest enemy. And most of all, we're going to discover the power of becoming. Um, because, as the, you know, as we, we're about to transition a, a, into uh, what we're going to do, uh, it's going to take us being who we are. No, no compromise, no less than, no... Uh, no, no, none of them, but all of who you are. And so, so I, I, I'm going to end with that. And um, just to wet your whistle, uh, as we get into uh, next week, we're going to open up with a question that you can think about this entire week. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? All right, so that's all I have for today. And uh, I hope, hopefully, that uh, wetted your whistle, challenge you, to, uh, you know, to reset yourself, recalibrate yourself, uh, you know, to uh, get back locked into that mirror, <laughs> you know, so uh, we can rendezvous with ourselves, <laughs> all right? So I uh, want to take a second to uh, pray. And, you know, all this, all this, all we're talking about, it starts with the life of Christ. You know, remember when you harmonize with heaven, that's when you have your greatest clarity. And so we're disconnected with heaven um, because of uh, sin nature, because of the sin in the world. But so when we accept Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, um, it establishes a bridge or a connection back to God. So now we're back face to face and we can return back to uh, uh, being changed into his image. And so that's why the scripture says you must be born again in John chapter 3 says you're born of water and born of the spirit you uh you can enter in you can you know um you can see the the heaven realm the kingdom of god right so that's why uh, uh, uh scripture tells us that we uh believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the lord jesus and believe god raised him from the dead we shall be saved and uh, yes saved that's the word salvation sozo that means deliverance help and aid um, that means all, everything that we need. But, but I also want to say save from ourselves. <laughs> save from uh, deceiving ourselves, right? Getting back to the reality and the humility and the vulnerability of operating in our, in our design. Um, getting back face, face to face with who we are, right? Uh, so, so uh, you know, if you're out there and, um, and you're like, man, wow, like, I really lost sight or I've never had this sight uh, to be what I was designed to be. And I realized based on what I'm hearing today, it starts with a relationship with Christ. And I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. 
Um, so what we want to do is we want to take the time to pray for you. Um, while we're praying for you, I'm going to have, uh, I'm gonna have uh, the production team put up that, uh, the graphic you know, on the front of the screen because I want you to keep this picture before you. Um, uh, just in how when you look into the mirror, you actually see uh, uh, the part of you that's missing, the, the, the chosen generation of royal priesthood. So if that's you, we want to pray with you. Uh, so I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to ask you uh, to repeat after me and those that are listening online just by faith through the airways, if you could repeat also. Uh, Father God, we lift up those that want to accept you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, uh, you said that you meant for none to perish, for all to be saved. You know, you said if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. So I know when we attach our faith to what you've deemed as salvation, what you've deemed as our deliverance, what you've deemed as born again um, by faith. Christ's death, burial, and resurrection on that cross actually is our death, burial, and resurrection. So as we, at, by faith, we're crucified with Christ, but, never, but we live, nevertheless. We live, but not through, through ourselves, but through Christ in us. Um, so... I'm going to ask you to confess this. And if, if wherever you are, just lift up your hands as a point of surrender to God. And just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, you are the Christ, son of the living God. I believe with my heart and now confess with my mouth. that you died for me. You died for all my sins. But you're not still buried. God has raised you from the dead. Because of your resurrection. I now live through you. Lord Jesus, come in my heart. Bring your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You're my comforter. You're my helper. You're my standby. You're my advocate. You're my counselor. Guide me to live out my design. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if that's you and you've accepted that prayer for the first time, we do have a prayer line. Um, we also, uh, during that prayer line, you can uh, just send your prayer request for us to connect with you, to pray with you. Uh, your prayer line uh, should be up there on the screen. Uh, prayers at uh, ARCC.org.
or you know you could uh, contact us here at the church uh, have no, no problem giving you a call hopefully uh, when this is all over we'll, we'll get to see you you can come visit um, but please continue to tune in as we rendezvous with ourselves but at this time we're going to do our offering uh, um, here at Ares Christian Center Church we have one offering uh, we just believe that you know, as the scripture says in 2 Corinthians uh, 9, as a purpose in our heart, we so give. Uh, we give bountifully. The scripture says you give bountifully. You receive bountifully. Those that give sparingly receive sparingly. But it says that God gives seed to the sower to uh, minister bread for your food. So 90% of that seed is for us. But it says also to multiply your seed sown. The other 10% keeps things replenished. Not just in our lives, but keeps things replenished in the kingdom, keeps things replenished so our cup can run it over. We can be a blessing to the body of Christ in the kingdom of God. So we believe that people will give as it purpose, purposes in their heart. And so, uh, and we also believe those that tithe, those that give that uh, 10% of everything they own. Uh, tithe means 10th. Um, that we believe that, according to the scripture, it says God will pour out a blessing. We won't have room enough to receive. He'll rebuke the devourer for our sake. Our vine won't cast forth fruit before it's time. So that means what we purpose and produce will be in perfect timing, perfect season, perfect resources and support. Also, when we give offering, the scripture says, it tells us to do one thing. It says, give. Luke 6.38, it says, give. And it shall be given unto you. It's like, I think it's like another 49 voices. Good measure. So if you give and, and it's given back to you good measure, that would be enough. But it says, press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Now, they, they, they liken that to when they had uh, grain and they wanted to give, they would give them a good measure of grain, but they, they was like, well, no, 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 no. I want to make sure you got as much as possible so they would press it down, right? And then it was like, well, no, nah, we might can get some more in there. They would shake it together so, with a, so all the grain would drop in any, any, any pocket that would make it seep even lower so they could put more in it. Press down, shaking together, and then it would be running over. And it's like, well, we'd rather it spill over than, you can get, than, you, than for you to get just enough or less than what you need. So that's how God operates. When you give, it's given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Look, it says, men will give into your bosom. So when people are coming to you because you are giving out of your heart, out of, out of, as it purposes in your heart, receive the blessing from God. You may say, well, now nah, I'm good, I'm good, I don't need nothing. Okay, well, good. Take that seed and bless somebody else with it or someone to the kingdom, whatever. But... It's just the principle in operation. You, you give seed, you reap a harvest. It just works out that way. All right, so I gave you guys time to be so led to give. Those that are so led, they can give online at aircc.org. Hopefully, they put that up there for you guys. Uh, on the giving tab, if, if that's not, um, some people don't like doing things online or they're not really uh, um, uh, Online giving is not user-friendly for them. I know we have uh, PayPal and Cash App where you can give, but uh, people may want to, you know, just like some, send it in the mail. Um, so either way, uh, at the bottom of the airs, 
ARCC.org page, there's our addresses, uh, 10301 Harwood Lane, Charlotte, North Carolina, 10301, 10301 Harwood Lane, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, 28214. And then uh, we also have a post office box, and that's uh, 7064 Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, 28241 the opposite all right so uh well let's let's pray over these uh seeds here seeds there seeds that was already given this week and the seeds that are going to be given uh today later today and later this week well father god we just thank you lord for just uh um you know the honoring your system that you set up seed time and harvest and um sowing and reaping giving and receiving and lord so uh we thank you because we tithe lord you're pouring out a blessing we don't have room enough, room enough to receive you. You can devour for our sake. Our vine is not casting forth fruit before it's time, right? We also think because we give, it's given unto us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over our men, given into our bosoms. Lord, we thank you because we're sowing bountifully, we're reaping bountifully. Lord, so again, bless every seed sown, just like as the priests did when they sowed into the tabernacle. They waved a blessing over the offering. We wave now a blessing over the offering, Lord. You've actually been honoring every seed sown with tremendous favor and blessings to, uh, to uh, those that we know of that are connected to uh, the body and heirs and things of that nature. Lord, continue to bless as you move to do some powerful things in the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so just a couple of quick things. We'll give you some specific information here going forward. We know that they opened up uh, the uh, uh, opened up for people to come to church services. Different restrictions for different places. Um, you know, some people are outside. We're not outside because we have a live feed. Uh, we're also not outside because you know that's depending until everything's get clear. You know, that could open up for a whole lot of other things. People a little uh, frustrated, paranoid, or, or, or not knowing how other people uh, are uh, protecting themselves uh, from viruses or what, what, what have you. Um, but we really have not closed church at all. We've just been flown with our people that are making their own healthy choices. So... We ask you to continue to make healthy choices, but you know, from time to time, people have come to service. It's been under 10, um, might be two here. Uh, I think at the most we've had six in here, but we haven't um, shunned people away from coming. And as things open up, we know people will trickle in as they are comfortable. Just be led by God, not by the circumstances. And again, every media venue uh, may not necessarily be accurate in some cases may not necessarily be truthful but we've been given the Holy Spirit and we've been given God's wisdom and insight for how we should not operate and of course we've been given the blood of Jesus alright so but practically what we're doing here at the church is what we've been doing through this whole process um, we uh, sanitize everything we sanitize the doors we sanitize the bathroom uh, we have people coming in, been coming in here Every week, even though we haven't been had a mass of people in here, we sanitize the microphones, we sanitize the podium, we sanitize ourselves. Uh, so, we, you know, we have uh, sanitizer available. 
uh, you decide to come to church. Uh, uh, my sister was giving me some, uh, well, I'll give you the information she gave me. But she says, you know, she works for uh, the EPA. And so what she said was, was basically the six feet for, for this season, keep your mask on. You know what I'm saying? Um, she says, you know, because the thing is, like, you never know when you'll sneeze or cough or stuff like that if you, if somebody has it. So that's, that's the purpose of the mask. We said, if you come to church, wear a mask to church, have a seat, take your mask off. If, if you're so led, you, you, you should be fine. When it's time for you to get up or move around or have an exchange, put your mask back on, you know, um, as you're so led, okay? You know, that's kind of... Uh, Again, you know, as people come to sing, you know, the good thing is everybody has individual mics. We'll keep them sanitized. Uh, again, as people are led, you know, but uh, Pastor Melody's been holding it down. Ms. Lamar sang uh, one of the weeks. So just, just to give you a, because everything happened yesterday, so like I don't try to rush to communicate too many things until I have clarity and specifics, because it seemed like every other day, <laughs> we're getting different information. But I just wanted just to let you know where we are. We'll give you some information. If you have any questions, please give us a call, and we'll answer questions as, as we get information. Some people have been sending me information of, you know, I, mean, I, I think they've even had some lawsuits out there. So I've been getting the information. You know, I've been, been quite busy. Um, but been getting the information. I appreciate it. I know James has been sending information. Uh, making sure we are up to date of what's going on. Of course, my sister, because she's, it's kind of what she does. She's connected to different things that's going on with CDC and what have you. Uh, hopefully I didn't misspeak to say she was connected to the CDC, but I, I know environment protection is what they do. <laughs> All right? All right, so we're going to have our announcements, and after our announcements, we'll... Uh, well, rock and roll. Pastor Mel has our announcements. Amen, Pastor. Good job. Right. <laughs> Excellent word. All right. Well, uh, once again, greetings. Um, and uh, just like he said, just kind of keep your eyes and ears open to hear when the church uh, opens up and and, um, and and we're able to receive more than 10 people. Um, all right. So attention all youth ages 13 through 19. Join Air Force Youth. Uh, every Thursday, and actually it's uh, Youth and Young Adult Ministry. So join us every Thursday at 7 p.m. via Zoom. Uh, the information you can find is actually on the website uh, if you care to join us. Um, it is a wonderful opportunity for if you have youth uh, that uh, may be challenged in certain areas or they, you know, maybe be, uh, they're in a position where they can actually uh, give additional perspectives and insights to the other youth. Please, please, please avail yourselves to the Air Force Youth Ministry. Ladies, uh, Girl Talk, we have now taken it live through Zoom, and uh, we are actually starting our uh, series. It's, it's, it's um, uh, Pillars to Peace. Pillars to Peace. And the first piece actually uh, is going to be getting right with God. So this Thursday, we're going to talk about getting right with, with God and what that looks like. Um, and then uh, every every actually that'll probably go on for three weeks and then we'll go to the next pillar uh getting right with yourself and then at maybe two or three weeks and then after that it'll be getting right with others so you don't want to miss this power impact uh full 
event um, and again it's going to be via zoom every Thursday at 7 p.m. Men uh, we encourage you to join in to Guy Talk. Guy Talk is held every every uh, Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m. and they would love for you to participate in that. They've been having some really good topics and discussions um, uh, as it relates to men um, and ministry. Uh, Master Life Living Disciple or Live Discipleship Training Class. So we actually have that at 9.15 every Sunday morning. And we ask that if you would uh, care, come on, come on out and and join us for Master Life. It's a discipleship training class to kind of help assist us to grow uh, and to uh, be discipled, really, basically, uh, to be a disciple of Christ. Intercessory prayer. We actually have intercessory prayer every day, Monday through Friday, at 8 a. I'm sorry, not 8 a.m., actually 5 in the morning, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Please avail yourselves to that. It's a wonderful opportunity to pray for your family, the church, uh, your church, community, uh, our world at large. Um, so we invite you to come out. Again, that's every day, Monday through Friday, uh, from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And then we also have a prayer line. So if you have a prayer request, um, you can actually email uh, prayer requests to prayers at heirscc.org. Again, that's prayers at heirscc.org. Uh, we would love to pray for you for any area of your life, whether it's finances, whether it's health, whatever the situation is, we'd like to get an agreement with you and pray for you. Um, and then the last thing uh, I guess I want to mention um, is uh, Pastor talked about, you know, if you care to donate, there's several ways you can do that. You can do it through Cash App. You can also get on our website and there's a Donate Now button uh, on there. Uh, you can also uh, 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 send uh, a check or money order. Um, and then also I just want to make mention that Amazon uh, Foundation has come up with um, an opportunity to give back to 501c3s. And we have been selected to be a part of that. And all you have to do is go to Amazon or smile at uh, smile.amazon.com and select Heirs Christian Center Church as your organization and they will actually give to Heirs Christian Center Church uh, a monetary, I think it's a, a quarterly thing that, um, so if you purchase already on Amazon, you would simply just go to smile at amazon.com and do all your purchases from that and whatever you purchase, whatever percentage that you uh, you pay, they will actually give back to the church. So it's a wonderful opportunity to, uh, in an indirect way, be able to uh, allow Amazon to give on your behalf. Uh, and it's not any money coming from you. It's strictly coming from their foundation. Um, so we, uh, it's another opportunity to give. So. We bless you. We're excited uh, that you've joined us today. We're looking forward to you to come back uh, next week. Come back this week, actually, on Wednesday. Wednesday at 7 o'clock, we actually have our midweek service uh, at 7 p.m. And I love this. At the end of each, at the end of the Wednesday services, uh, you could actually uh, make a comment, questions, thoughts. We would love to hear from you at the end of that service. So we encourage people to do that. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and close out in prayer. And I pray that you have a blessed week in the Lord. 
and that you have a safe week also. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now. We thank you, Lord, for the word that have been gone forward that have gone forward and, and into our hearts, Lord God. We thank you that it will forever change us from faith to faith to glory to glory. We ask right now for healing over people's bodies right now uh, in the hospitals, uh, at their homes, Lord God. Um, and, and, and we're just asking you to just touch them where they are. Father, we ask also for your presence to go out ahead of us right now. And those that may be feeling, uh, you know, uh, uh, discomforted or, you know, just... Uh, even, even those that are feeling hurt, I'm praying, God, that you would, uh, you would comfort them right now. You said you give power to the faint and them that have no might. You give strength. So those that are feeling weak in their bodies, Father, we're asking that you would heal them from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. All ligaments, cells, tissues, muscles, organs are functioning in the way that you designed it. God, we uh, extend our heart, our, our love to you. We thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord God, keeping us safe. Uh, from all evil, hurt, or harm. We plead the blood of Jesus over every person under the sound of my voice right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that we are protected uh, against all the things that are out there just trying to devour. And so we're uh, thankful, Lord God, for who you are and who we are in you. And we thank you right now for your saving grace. Father, those that have given their lives over to you, I'm asking right now for those that don't know you, God, that they will have an encounter with you like never before, an encounter where they cannot shake your very existence, Lord God. I thank you right now for a tangible presence wherever they are right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you for keeping us, protecting us, and giving us the peace that we need to walk this life out. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. We love you, and we're excited uh, for your life today. Amen. Thank you, Lord.